Good Luck High Five, episode 502. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you headed out to your pre-release yes. last weekend for Dominaria United, or like me, you were just too spooked to sit around that many people, <laughs> we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on this show, we are going to talk all about Dominaria United. I'm holding oh, a pack in my yeah. hands right Sealed here. Sealed and draft. Yes. We've done a fair amount of both already because it is a dang good time. It's really fun format. Um, yeah. We'll we'll talk about what we've done so far. We can cover some of the archetype basics. Yes. Which are very important to know because this is a format that really likes you to be in an archetype of some kind. Yeah. This is a, I, I've, I've had a blast playing it so far, everybody. Yeah. The set officially releases this Friday, and that's when you can go ahead and get a box to draft with your friends or whatever you want pre-release was this past weekend i went in person and played so i'm going to show you show you my sealed deck Ooh. and talk to you about the things that i've noticed in sealed which will be important if you want to play in the arena open or the arena yeah. qualifier weekends coming up everybody absolutely including some cards which are huge overperformers that yeah. might have flown under your radar all so right we're gonna get you those dubs on the ladder and i can just tell you what my rares were in my sealed pool <laughs> so you can all have a good laugh at me <laughs> Wom, 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 wom. <laughs> um, but before we get started, we have some people to thank. First and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners and the patrons of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who's a patron and especially big thank yous to new patron David. Hi, David. And to increasing patron Hallie. Yay, Hallie. Thank you. Thank you so much, David and Hallie. Um, if you are not yet a patron um, or perhaps you already are a patron, but you're like, hey, I've got a few extra spare bucks to throw your way right now. Consider becoming one or upping your pledge. We'll read your name. We'll just be so appreciative. Yes. You'll keep this show happening. You can do that over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Get access to our awesome discord server. Get that shout out and different tier levels, get different bonus gifts. And you can just feel like awesome that you're helping yeah. support content creators that you love. Just feel you know? good. You just feel good when you do oh, it. Man. Support the community and the people who like create content for the community. I really believe in that. So yeah. hopefully you do too. And you'll become our new friend before episode 503. Woo. All right. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Yes. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. If you want to get one of those aforementioned boxes oh, yeah. of Dominaria United, you, you can gotta. pre-order them still over on Card Kingdom's website, and they will ship them to you the moment they are able to. So get that box for yourself ASAP. Yeah. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF is the link to use to get anything you need. They've got so many singles. You can browse to your heart's content if if you want to make your commander deck shiny, mm. uh, I know if I was doing that, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Just like foil that foil that sucker out. Uh, Card Kingdom will have your back for that too. And their customer service is second to none in this business. So if you want to buy something for magic, we highly, highly recommend Card Kingdom. Megan, I have a question for you before we get into the show. Sure. Um, so the joke, you know, the old joke, why did the chicken cross the road? Yes. To get to the other side, right? Yeah. Did you ever consider this happened on Twitter? Okay. okay. And this person was like, did you ever consider that this was not just a non joke as a joke, right? Mm -hmm. Without a punchline, but rather that to get to the other side was like to get to heaven or whatever the afterlife, because it's going to get hit by a car. Wow. <laughs> wow. No. That blew my mind. Somebody told me that yesterday and I was like, <gasps> yeah, what? Grim. Was that actually a joke the whole time I thought it was not a joke? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was just curious as if wow. like you, you thought of it like that. Because it, it takes it from being, like you said, a non-joke yeah. to being an actual joke. Correct. But also it's a non-joke plus an actual joke, which... I don't know if I've ever seen such a thing. My mind is blown. In my history of comedy, a non-joke that is that also, is also a, a joke. I'm I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I am yeah. I'm, I'm gasted I'm, for I'm sure. Flabbered. Only flabbered <laughs> over here. I Wow. Yeah. yeah so I haven't thought of that. Listeners, I just want to share that with you because that truly blew my mind when yeah. I thought about it. And I don't know if that was the joke's original intent. It very well might not have been. But I wonder also, like that. I want to know who made that joke. I think you can find out. 
Oh, interesting. Um, like origin. Who wrote? Who wrote yes. the first? Okay. <laughs> um. It, yeah. So in Wikipedia, in the Wikipedia article, they do have the origin here. Okay. It first appeared in an 1847 edition of the Knickerbocker, a New York City monthly magazine. Hey, you read? Have you hey, read the latest? Have you checked out the latest issue of Knickerbocker? <laughs> All right. You, only the cool kids read it, of course. Yes. And this is this the this is the segment. Quote: There are quips and quillets which seem actual conundrums, but yet are none. Of such is this: Why does a chicken cross the street? Are you out of town? Do you give it up? Well, then, because it wants to get to the other side. <laughs> That's how they wrote it. Wow. What a. (laughs) This is 1847 and it sounds like it was 5,000 years ago. Do you give it up? Do you give it up? (laughs) That's what I'm going to say when I tell somebody a joke and they don't know the answer. Do you give it up? Are you out of town? I'm putting quotes around it because that's how it is. Are you out of town? Are you out of town? (laughs) That's how I'm going to ask someone if they don't understand what I'm saying in the future. Yeah. Oh, are you out of town? (laughs) It really feels, yep. it feels a little bit more like you're getting roasted. It, it feels like a true roast. Yeah. Uh, are you out of town? Yeah. So that was the, um, that was the, the origin of the joke, which this seems to say this is a non-joke, which yeah. like seems like a conundrum, but it's not. So that tells me that it wasn't originally set up that no. way, but they originally thought of it as just like, oh, ha ha. Yeah. It's not a real joke. Yes. But now oh. there's a new, there's a new joke in town. Well, this has been a good luck high five <laughs> segment of how about that joke? <laughs> this has been the good luck high five segment. Are you out of town? <laughs> Let's talk about Dominara United. Ooh, so uh, we're going to start off with some draft archetypes. Yes. Which is going to be pretty straightforward because this is at the end of the day, basically the core set for the year. Yeah. So a lot of the archetypes are straightforward draft archetypes for each color pair of like, yep. Here it is. That's what that color pair does. So we're going to go through all the color pairs and talk to you about the archetypes. And there might not be too many surprises, but the cool thing about this set is even in this, the first week that people are playing it. Yeah. Is there's hidden archetypes. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And we'll talk about those too. Yep. I also want to point out for the listeners that this is a multicolored set. Like domain is a keyword, right? So you can draft multiple colors. You can play multiple colors in sealed, depending on your lands. Uh, and a lot of these archetypes we talk about are going to overlap specifically because uh, you're encouraged to play more than just two colors. The fixing is also super, super good. You get a lot of dual lands in packs and there's a bunch of creatures to help you fix your mana too. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we're going to kick it off with is Azorius. Yeah. So this this has signpost on commons like Raph Weatherlight Stalwart, who is the white blue for a 1-3. Um, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you may tap two untapped creatures you control if you do draw a card, which is pretty nice. And Tura Kennerud Sky Knight, which is the 3-3 flyer that whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you get a 1-1 white soldier creature token. So classic, it wants you to be flying. Yep. And it wants you to cast some instants and sorceries. And you're getting cool bonuses here yeah. from the the white uh, soldier tokens from that bird and Raph's secondary ability, which is five mana to say creatures you control get plus one plus one and vigilance till end of turn. Yeah. So make those little soldiers with your bird, pump them up with Raph, draw cards. Mm-hmm. Um, a classic blue white situation. Classic. You know, get the get those flyers in the air. Get those flyers in the air. Cast some instants like you care. <laughs> Just like you care. There you go, everybody. Um, next up is Orzov. This is the black-white archetype. It has its two signpost uncommons, Aaron Benalia's Ruin, which is the white-white-black for a 3-3 menace. White-black tap, sacrifice another creature, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on each creature you control. Ooh, nice. That card is very nice. Yeah. Um, and Elisil Core Sadistic Pilgrim, which is white-black for a 2-2 death touch. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Whenever whenever another creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life. Okay, so this reminds me of a lot of stuff that Orzov has been interested in doing in the past, which is killing your opponent by inches. Yes. Make some creatures, kill some creatures. Life's dandy, y'all. 
Um, and there's lots of ways in this set to make tokens, which mm-hmm. is really, really fun to be able to sacrifice them with these creatures to get value. Yeah. Captain's Call is a card that comes to say, mind. That one absolutely is kind of like the top one. Although there's also some stuff like um, Phyrexian Warhorse, yeah. which if you kick yeah. it can make a 1-1, one, one, which is really nice. And then also, of course, Kicking Phyrexian- a dead horse. <laughs> you're kicking a dead horse you know a <laughs> uh, phyrexian rager which is the two uh, in a black for a two two when it enters the battlefield you draw a card and you lose one life you already got some value out of it you can always just sack it don't even with me with phyrexian rager that card is nice. card's great so good i saw kenji playing a deck with six phyrexian ragers by the way yeah. amazing got to seven wins of course yeah. how do yeah. you not with that many ragers you just you're getting you know you're getting your value oh, just get your I'm value so jealous i was so jealous six ragers that's a lot of rage man anyway uh boros is up next this is red white yeah and uh the two signposts on commons by the way there's normally only one everybody yeah but here there are two two in dominaria united which is really really cool because if you want a good draft environment signposts uncommons that do cool things within their yeah. color pair i think is one definite like green flag i was gonna say red flag that's a green flag that the format's pretty cool yeah and here we double it double it uh baird are giving recruiter for red white which is a two two at the beginning of your end step if you control a creature with power greater than its base power create a one one white soldier creature token Mm-hmm. Okay. And they also have Tori Davnant, Fury Rider, one red, red, white for a 3 3 human knight, Vigilance Trample. Whenever it attacks, all other attacking creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Other red attacking creatures you control get trample until end of turn, untap each other white attacking creature you control. Jeez. Pretty it's nice. It's a lot of text yeah. for an uncommon. <laughs> um, of course, Boros is just like, hey, get attacky. We're going to attack. Get attack. Enlist creatures. Like yeah. it wants you to use enlist. Yep. Um, it wants you to use combat tricks. Yep. And stuff that puts a plus one, plus one counter on it. Um, the nice thing about Baird is that like, if you put a plus one, plus one counter on something, then it always read like you always get a token because it always reads its space powers. Being oh my greater. gosh, that's so good. You slap a hammer hand on something and Baird is like, yeah, its base power is greater. Yeah. And you can play thumbs up. Captain's called to get those little creatures out there. Buff them yeah. up. Um, you can play a card like Argivian Phalanx, which is five and a white for a four, four, but costs one last to cast for each creature you control. Yes. Casting it for one is amazing. Whoa. Have you done that? Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Of course, Maria. All you need is four other creatures, you know? Just get them out there. And you have pump up in Boros colors here. Two heroic charge, mm-hmm. two white, white for with kicker one and a, and a red. Creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. If the spell was kicked, they also gain trample until end of turn, which yeah. is great. Very good Classic stuff. Boros. Next up is Celestia. Uh, it's two signpost uncommons. Also, the, the uncommons are all legendary creatures. Yeah, that's, that's of course, because cool. we're on Dominaria, yeah. which is very cool. Uh, Queen Alanal of Ruadach. Have you seen her outfit? <laughs> it's a great outfit. Excuse me? Like, how do I get how do I get the flower shoulders on this dress? I don't I mean, that's gotta be not easy to wear. No. But she is killing it. Yes. Slay. Uh green, white, white, um, Queen all in all of Ruata's power and toughness are each equal to the number of creatures you control. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token nice. are created instead. Nice. Uh, and then there's Zar Ojanan, Scion of Afrava, which is three green white for a 4-4. Four, four. Domain, whenever it becomes tapped, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control with toughness less than the number of basic land types among lands you control. Just Card's very sick. good. I played with that card a bunch of times. I have drafted it, and I did not once get to freaking oh, cast no. it, Maria. It's so good. I know. Do you know what? I believe that it's good, but uh, I never experienced it. That that kitty cat is a kill on sight situation. Uh, yes. All of the rest of your team is going to get pumped up from its awesome ta- yes. ability when it attacks. So good. And do you see here, this is cool too. This is another sign to me. Another green flag that we have a good draft format mm-hmm. is that there's overlap here between Celestia and Boros. Yeah. Both of them have similar goals. And so, but doing it in different ways, but you can use cards that you would play in both archetypes, Yeah. which is really great because a lot of times you find yourself stuck in an archetype and you're like, well, so, you know, two other people at the table happen to be drafting it, whatever guess I'm out of luck. Yeah. And but do you know what? There's still some hope. There's hope. There's going to be some overlap. You're going to get some cards you can use. 
All right, next up we've got Demir, the spookiest color pair. Don't you think? It definitely is, yes. Okay. Uh, We have Vohar, Vidalian Desecrator, blue, black for a one, two. Tap, draw a card, then discard a card. If you discarded an instant or sorcery card this way, each opponent loses a life and you gain one life. Okay, great. Two, sacrifice Vohar. You may cast target instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard this turn. If that spell will be put into a graveyard, exile it instead. Activate it sorcery speed. So that's a cool little um, instant and sorcery value thing there. And you also get Rona, Shieldred's Faithful. One blue, black, black, three, four. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, once again, each opponent loses one life. You may cast Rona from your graveyard by discarding two cards in addition to paying its other costs. Ooh. Rona's nice. back. She, yeah. was ba- she was back in original Dominaria too. Yeah. Uh, and she was a great card in that format. So happy to see her again. Uh, so yeah, this is, you know, it's doing classic Demir stuff, trying to control the board with a lot of instants and sorceries and eking out advantage over time. Yeah. Um, with stuff like looting with this, with Vohar um, and getting stuff back out of your graveyard, you know? And Rona just like slowly pinging them to death when you yes. cast instant or sorceries. You get to cast Tolarian Terror, which is six in a blue for a five, five serpent that costs one less for each oh, instant and sorcery yeah. in your graveyard. Very nice. Ward two, by the way. It's a five, five. So it's just like, Boom, boom, yep. boom, five, five. Boom, five, five. <laughs> As um, they say, boom, boom five, five, five. I think one of my favorite cards that's in this color pair, kind of, is Tribute to Urborg. Ooh, that card is real nice. One yeah. in a black, instant. Target creature gets minus two, minus two, end of, end of turn. If you paid the kicker, which is one in a blue, it gets an additional minus one, minus one until end of turn for each instant of sorcery in your graveyard. What? Great card. Card's great. Yeah, you can play it if you're not in blue. But yeah. also, if you're in black and blue, definitely play definitely it. Definitely so play good. it. Put in some tap lands that have blue if you're not in blue, like, yeah. so that you can Just kick that. Just do it for value. You want that you value You want that kicker. value. Absolutely. Uh, next up is is it? We have Balmore Battle Mage Captain for a blue-red 1-3 flying. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, until, and gain trample until end of turn. And Najal the Storm Runner, two blue, blue, red for a 5-4. You may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Nice. And whenever it attacks, you may pay two. If you do, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy it. You choose new targets for the copy. Balmor is a bizzard, I want to point out. Yes, bird, bird wizard. And once again, you see the overlap here with Demir. Yeah. Caring about instants or sorceries, but in a slightly different way. Yep, it's a little bit more about getting in and attacking, like opening up a little tempo game. Yes, tempo. Um, where you're going to play some stuff, like your bizzard over here, <laughs> and then you're going to just go ahead and get their stuff out of the way, pump up your team. Yeah, like get to amplifier one in a red for a one two. When get to amplifier enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, which is two in a blue, return target creature to an opponent controls to its owner's hand. So there's the tempo. Yeah. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, it gets plus two plus oh into on turn. There's Oof. the attack. Nice. So like, <laughs> that's the kind of deck I like to yep. play. <laughs> Real nice. Tempo temple battle attack. You win. It's pretty sick. Uh, Simic. Simic is next up. And here we have one of the all-timers from original mm-hmm. Dominaria. Tatiova's back. This time, she's a steward of tides. Green, green, blue for a 3-3. Three, three. Land creatures you control are flying. Don't worry, she makes them. Whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands, up to one target land you control becomes a 3-3 three, three elemental creature with haste. It's still a land. Card is great. Yes. Ends games. Uh, and as well as Nile. How would you say that? Nail? Nail? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Nail. Uh, Av, Av, E, Av, Avazoa. Avazoa. Nail Avazoa Aeronaut. Okay, wow. It's <laughs> the most trouble I've had with a card name in many years. Two green, blue for a 2 4 flyer. Domain. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom in a random order. Then if there are five basic land types among lands you control, draw a card. Woof. Nice. Wow. Just, okay. Just sick. If you have domain, that card is a house. Yes. I mean, that's real yep. good. Um, so yeah, Simic here caring about lands entering the battlefield, caring about domain, mm-hmm. uh, secondarily, which a green, of course, always a great color to, yeah. to play if you're making, if you're caring about lands. Uh, and I just have to say, I'm trying to think of the card. I've barely gotten to play it because it's an uncommon and everyone takes it. It's one blue for an instant, um, draw a card, scry. 
And if you kicked it for green, you get to put a land onto the battlefield. Wow. It's yeah, so it's, good. It's so good. It's a great card. You never get to play it because everyone takes it. So everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. My favorite in this color pair, quote unquote, is Vine Shaper Prodigy. You play this card. Oh, yes. One in a green card. for a 2-2 two, two kicker of one in a blue. When it ETBs, if it was kicked, look at the top three cards. Put one of them in your hand. The rest of the bottom of your library in any order. Mm-hmm. If you need a 2-2 two, two desperately, sure, play it as a 2-2. Two, two, but this thing is really a 2-2 you know, two, two for four mana. Yeah. And then you get to go. This card is Organ Hoarder. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Do you remember Organ Hoarder? I that do was like Organ Hoarder. the most OP busted draft card. Like that was just a common. Yep. Vine Shaper Prodigy is the new Organ Hoarder, everybody. Deal with it. There, there I said it. Next up, a, a color pair I like to call Smackdos, which is Rakdos. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I th- this uncommon is just so good. So good. Uh Lagamos Hand of Hatred, one black red for a one three. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a two one red elemental creature token with trample and haste. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Tap, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle, activate only if five or more creatures died this turn. I had this card in my sealed pool. Okay, it was an all-star. But secondarily, you need to remember that this two one doesn't have to attack. No. So you can use it for all of your sacrifice effects. It just hangs around if you, like, until your end step. Yeah. And then it also, so I had someone play both of these. Oh. Because the next one is Garna, Blood yep. Fist of Keld, one black, red, red for a 4-3. Whenever, whenever another creature you control dies, draw a card if it was attacking. <laughs> Otherwise, Garna, Blood Fist of Keld deals one damage to each opponent. Whenever any other, so the, this could trigger, like, a... <laughs> Like literally that two one, <laughs> they have that two one. If they attack with it and you block it with something bigger, they just draw a card off of it. Gross. And if you don't block it, you take two. And then when they sacrifice it, you take another one. <laughs> it was as soon as they had both of them online. I You're was like, like uh, there's nothing I can do about no, like, this. Is, what could you possibly this is just do? Busted. Like I need removal immediately for honestly, both of these cards. <laughs> Wow, that's that's oh, super cool. It was so good. I yeah, I truly love both of those cards. I think they're so 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 strong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Big big thumbs up to that to those two. In of course you get lightning strike and Rakdos. Too, yeah. So. And so like yeah, Rakdos is just some of that. It's like it's SmackDown, but also it has a lot of like graveyard recruit. It has like a lot of advantage that you can just get back from it. Yes, absolutely. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I also had I had a draft where I had Lagomos and Braids. Oh, you have Braids. Where like if you have those two things, you can stack it so that you sacrifice the token to Braids <laughs> instead of to the trigger. Ah. Uh. And so you just have a creature that's sa- getting sacrificed anyway, so you can just chuck out. Be like, yeah, okay. Either you sacrifice a creature or let me draw a card, buddy. There's Bone Splinters in black in this format too, which works yes, great with that so card. Good. Uh, and as an additional cast yeah. cost to, to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature, destroy a target creature. It's only a single black mana. Yeah. So also I will say I've seen braids like take if you open it first, take it. Yes. I don't know why I've gotten past this it? card in pack one. And I don't know if people think that like they misread it and they think the trigger is a must and you no. must sacrifice no. something. It is only upside. You only do it when you want to. Yeah. When it is of obvious advantage to you to sacrifice something. Take that card. Do not pass it. It's so good. Next up, we've got Golgari shenanigans, everybody. Um, so Golgari, as we know, loves to play around in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. No different here. Uh, Bortuk Bone Rattle, which sounds like a... Um, Sounds like a spell. It sounds like an, a sorcery or an instant, yeah. not a creature. Anyway, four black green for a four four troll shaman with domain. When it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, choose target creature card in your graveyard. You get to get that card back to the battlefield if its mana value is less than or equal to the number of basic land types among lands you control. Otherwise, it goes back to your hand. So good. It's very good. Very good. This one I think is less good, but here we go. Erg spawn of Turg. It has a great name. Great name. Also, it is like it's it's a solid card. This is black, black, green for a star five. Um, its power is equal to the number of land cards in your graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard and black, green, sacrifice a land you gain to life. Dirtily. Just because it helps you stabilize or gain life back, right? Yeah. I've had opponents where I was like, I was the beat down and I had them almost there. And then they played this and, and they like, had okay. like seven lands. And I was like, never mind. You 
can set like you can just gain life if I'm about to kill you and yes. you don't even care. Another card in the Golgari colors that I just feel compelled on a godly level to call out to you all is Urborg repossession. This is a single black for a sorcery. It's so like this card is backbreaking. It's obscene. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. You gain two life. That's very important. Yes. If this spell was kicked, kicker is one in a green. Return another target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. One green black. Gain two life and get two things back from the graveyard. Absurd. Also, as you mentioned, the first one is a, like, the first one is a creature. Yep. The second one is a permanent. It's a permanent. It's a permanent. So if somebody, like, was able to get rid of your encha- your enchantment removal or whatever. Yes. You know, just get it back. Um, <laughs> I, I played against people playing Urborg Repossession and it felt like I couldn't win. You know, like here I am, like a chump with my removal spells <laughs> in sealed, being like, "What? What a chump! Watch me win with this removal!" And they're like, "Oh, cool." Uh, that's how I feel about also this uh, eerie soul tender. Yeah, this is the two in the bla- black for a three-one. When it enters the battlefield, mill three cards. Four in a black, exile it from your graveyard. Return another creature card from your graveyard to your hand. They play one of these, and you're like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> What are you supposed to do? What do you want me to do? What are you supposed to do? What do I even do here? I don't know. Because there's so much recursion in this format. What do you even do? I will say, uh, if if I were to ask for one thing from this format that it does not have. Money. (laughs) Give me your money. (laughs) This format has money, I'm sure, Maria. Um... Is I I would ask for something an effect that exiles cards out of the graveyard. Yeah, just something I like agree. um like obviously not cling to dust because that has a format specific mechanic to it, but something like cling cling to dust or whatever, or just putting it like incidentally on a few more cards. Yes, exactly. Exile target creature card from a graveyard yeah. or something. Yeah, anything like that because the recursion is. There, it is out of this world, yes, it's and very, it will very good. Bug you, yeah. Uh, okay, um, and lastly, there is Gruel. Gruel, Gruel is doing its usual stompy stomp, 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 stomp. Um, Rada Coalition Warlord, two red green for a three three domain. Whenever it becomes tapped, another target creature you control gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Sick. And Rulik Mons, Warren Chief, one red, green, green, three, three, Menace. When it attacks, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you didn't put a card onto the battlefield that way, create a one, one red goblin creature token. So either you're ramping yourself or you're making a goblin. Exactly. Either way, you're fine. And I will just say, Rada is so good. <sighs> so good. Because as soon as they have Rada and an enlist creature, Oof. they... Like they attack they gotcha. with it and they tap Rada and they're not just getting plus three plus oh, they're getting plus five plus three on their yeah, creature exactly. usually. Exactly. Which is, think about it, you're not spending a card and you just got literally plus five plus three on your attacking creature. That is obscene. Even if it's sick. Plus like filthy. Yeah. Wash your hands after yes, that I get kind of six play. Plus three if they have three lands. Plus like plus five plus two. Yeah. What is that? Like that's that's just a disgusting advantage. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. It truly is. It truly is. It really, really is. So red green here, smashing face like they like to do, and then you see the overlap here with a uh, Golgari caring about domain, um, green cards helping you achieve domain in various different ways in this set. Um, yeah. Sunbathing Rootwalla is one of my cute little domain friends. Great. That card is so good. Isn't it? As soon as you have four lands in play, you can just attack with it. Yeah. Every turn, just be like, thread, attack. Threat of activation. What you are you going to what what do? do? The answer is never block never it. Never block it. You cannot block it or else you're just going to, you're just jumping it. It's a seven, seven. If you have domain, five Ugh. colors. Oh, Maria, here's my question for you. Um, the Yavamaya, what is the card that I'm thinking of? The 4-6. <laughs> the Yavamaya 4-6. Okay, yeah. Yes, Yavamaya 4-6 that is 7 and a green. 
I want to say, but domain, it costs one less. Uh, yeah. Maria, I once, I once cast this on turn three. <laughs> it was amazing. Great. It was one of the best moments. Uh, I'm of trying my to life. look it up because I, I thought, although I do like it's the name that, that Yavamaya one. 4 6. Yes. It's called Yavamaya Sojourner. Yes. Yavamaya Sojourner. Yeah. One last to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. Guess what? You can go dual, dual, a basic. Yuck. Three mana. Um, oh also, one of my favorite things to do, um, Joda's big book of drawing cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you gotten to just tap it tap to draw it, a card? Draw a card. That's how you use that card. card. Tap it, draw a card. Tap it, draw a card. It just says tap, draw tap, a card. Tap, draw a card. Really incredible stuff. Which brings us to our other kinds of decks that aren't listed here as, you know, the main kinds of decks you're going to find uh, based on color pair. And that's domain. Domain is a big one. Domain. It's out there. Um, You can you can honestly play as many colors as you want if you're willing to pick lands high. Yes. Um, Lands in your sealed deck are so, so, so very incredibly important if you want to be able to do this in sealed. Mm -hmm. Um. We'll get into why I didn't later, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not every sealed deck can do can, it. Because not every you deck can do, do it. You need to open the lands for it. In draft, you can set yourself up to be able to do it, and the payoffs are definitely there. Mm-hmm. They're definitely there, um, and it's very, very fun because who doesn't love to just play around with five colors? Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good time. And then you cast Joda's Big Book of Spells. Yeah. What's it actually called? <laughs> Joda's Big Book of Drawing Cards. Oh, Drawing Cards. That's what you said. Joda's yeah. Big Book of Drawing Cards. Which not, by another name is called Joda's Codex, which sure. by a worse name. A codex I say. is just, you know, <laughs> code for drawing cards. Um, you get to just tap Joda's Codex to draw a card, which is just like a feeling like truly none other in the world. It's really incredible. Um, you get to play uh, a 10-10 for four mana or whatever. Yeah, 10-10 for five mana. Fa- five but- mana. Yeah, there are times. What's that one called? Territorial Morrow. Ter- yeah, Territorial Morrow. 10 10, 5 yeah. mana. Just, there are times you cast that, your opponent was like, I was doing okay. I'm chipping away for damage. I killed your big 5 5, and you're like, I don't know. Here's Whoa. a 10 10. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about that? This card is, I think that I want to mention next, my favorite reason to play Domain, which is Shadow Prophecy. This is oh, two and a black yeah. for an instant. Look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Put up to two of them in your hand and the rest into the graveyard, you lose two life. Yeah. I was at the pre-release and somebody played this card against me and I didn't think I could win the game anymore. Looking at the top five is so many cards, everybody. It's a lot of cards. You're going to get two good things probably. And basically this card is dig through time. There. I said it. It's dig through time, which was banned, promptly yeah. banned. Um, if you, if you're, it's a good thing. If you're drafting a card, uh, drafting a deck rather that is focused on domain, you're going to be able to look at the top five almost every single time. Yep. Put two copies of this in your deck. You're going to draw what you need when you need it on the at the time you need it. This card's yep. so stupid. Let's also talk about Neshoba Brawler. Oh, yeah. This is the one in a green for a star three trample where its power is equal to the number of basic land types among lands you control. Someone plays this on two and you're, you're like, like, well, never mind. Okay. This game's over. <laughs> GG. How do you beat it? Good day. Because they're just going to keep dropping yeah. more tap lands. Goodbye forever. Bye. You're like, oh, this is just a sign of what really it's a sign of what's to come. You're like, great. Later in, in three turns, you're going to play Joda's big book of drawing cards. <laughs> We're done here. GG. So you're playing, you're playing Shadow Prophecy. You're playing Joda's Big Book of Drawing Cards. You're so Shadow Prophecy drains you for life. Then you play Urgborg Repossession. You get back the cards your opponent killed. You gain that life back. Yep. So you just keep cycling and just looping and going. doing it again. Um, it's so powerful. You have lots of ways in this format to find the lands that you need. Floriferous Vine Wall, which is an O2. Yeah. It's a totally fine way to do it. Again, another card when someone plays it. Originally, you're like. Whatever, play your O2 play your vine O2, wall. Who cares? And then a minute later, you're, you're like, like, oh, oh no. Well, well things are okay. getting out of control pretty yes. quickly. So, Domain, what a fun deck to play. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to try it. It's a little tricky to try and build it in sealed because of the land count you yeah. have to figure out. Um, but if you can pull it off, the, re- the rewards are like none other. <laughs> play all your good cards, you know? Nice. Play yeah. all your good cards. Just go for it. 
Who doesn't want to do that? Okay. The other deck I want to talk about is probably the most popular deck in the format right now. One weekend. Yeah. The Defender deck, y'all. Woof. You heard about this? You know Bird about this? Bird Chaplain. Bird Chaplain. Hello, my name is Bird Chaplain. <laughs> it's actually Wing Mantle Champion. Champion. <laughs> Chaplain. Yes. But I think Bird Chaplain is sounds Bird better. Bird Chaplain. Yes. Bird Chaplain. Chaplain of birds. Birds yeah. notoriously religious. <laughs> Very pious animals. Super religious. If you thought about what's the most religious animal, what would you say? Okay. It's going to go lion, then bird. (laughs) Is it just because of Aslan that you think lion? Oh, that's a really, that's a good point. I was more thinking of like, it's on like so many like crests and things like that. It does feel like. Regal. Yes. It's like regal. And then also because of that, it was on like so many different like pious type armies yeah had it as they're on their like coat of arms and stuff lion bird number two yeah i almost well, said what's yours <laughs> yeah what's your answer i feel like bird is really high up there yeah, bird is very high i up don't there. really know why it's because of that scene in face off at the end when they're in the chapel <laughs> do you remember what i'm talking about all right. I do. And then all the, it's a John Woo uh, movie. So I wanted to say, fly. I wanted to say owl, but then I was like, no, owls have no gods. No, owls <laughs> definitely not. Owls of all of the pious birds, birds owls are the least, least pious. pious. Yes, absolutely. Um, and ravens are pretty far down. Ravens on the are pot. down. Crowns Crow, are down. Like crows, absolutely not. They're big time. Crows have like no god. Agnostics yes. at best. But like a dove, super religious. Yes. Doves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> doves are like Christian fundamentalists. Okay. <laughs> what are pigeons? Oh, man. They're like, they fell off the wagon from their yes, religious exactly. family. Yes. And they're like, come on back for Thanksgiving. Pigeons well, grew up Mormon and then now aren't. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. Pigeons are reformed Mormons. Yes. You heard it here first. All right, everyone. If you have an opinion about which birds subscribe to which religions, tweet at us with the hashtag bird religion. Oh, my God. It's so true. Yeah. Okay. Wing mantle chaplain. Bird chaplain. Yes, bird chaplain. Okay. Let's read this card for the people for the people at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is three and a white for a creature human cleric. Oh, three with defender. When it enters the battlefield, create a one, one white bird creature token with flying for each creature with defender you control. Wow. Whenever another creature with defender enters the battlefield under your control, create a one, one white bird creature token with flying. Make those birds. Make those birds. Just so, make birds. Make birds. Play defenders. Yes. Well, the reverse of that profit. <laughs> play defenders, um, make birds profit. Yeah. Um, this card is so good right now yeah. in the format. We're going to talk about data deep dive next week, but we just got to give you a little taste here. Week one. Play this burb. Play this bird. This card's game in hand win rate, which is the number one metric we look at how good a card is in a, fo- in a limited format, yeah. is 66.7%, okay, Woof. which is extremely high. high. There are only two cards in the whole set, including rares and mythics, that are better, which is Archangel of Wrath and Shieldred. Oh, Unbelievable. That's really... Unbelievable. So why yeah. is this so good, everybody? Well, first of all, there's nine defenders. Yes. You get a, you can get a lot of value. A lot of value. Nine um, defenders. I was, yeah. I was telling Maria, I played someone who had three of these. That's, un- that's absurd. Which is unheard of. I want to know who was in their draft pot and let Seriously. that happen. Um, uh, there was some real <laughs> negligence there by the people around them. Be a, be a drafter. What's the word I'm looking for? Be a, a vigilant drafter. Yes. Don't let multiple wing mantle chaplains happen exactly. to you. Exactly. Um, shield wall sentinel is in this set. Okay. Yep. Now this is a card in any other set. You would throw it away and never play it. You would never even speak to it Four mana for a one, three defender. Are you kidding me? And it's an artifact giving it an additional target on its back. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with defender, reveal it, put it into your hand and then shuffle. But because of yep. wing mantle chaplain, this card is extremely good in the draft format too, because you can just go yeah. get your wing mantle chaplain. So not only is it in your deck, you have a much higher chance of actually drawing it and using it in your games. Absolutely, which and is it's, huge. And once you've played that the the shield wall, yeah. and like gone and got it, now you have to like it make that also make extra burb. Yes, make burb. It then you sees, make burb. The cha- the chaplain sees it, and it's like here's a bird for you. 
Then you have other good value defenders. You have Blight Pile, which is a 3-3 for one in a black. Two black tap. Each opponent loses X life where X is the number of creatures with defender you control. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can drain them slowly like that. Or you can play Gibbering Barricade, which is two in a black for a 2-4. Two, two in a black, sacrifice a creature like a bird. You gain a life and draw a card. Yeah. All so right. there's just a lot of different axes that this, deck's, this deck can play on. Um, I've never gotten a chance to draft it yet, but of course I'm going to try like everybody out there. Yeah. Uh, you played against this deck and tell them what you did, Megan. Okay. Because so this is pretty cool it too. Was an, it was an epic game. It was yeah. a very, very good game of Magic. Um, I was playing a pretty aggro red-green deck um, that had the goblin that we were talking about earlier, the 3-3 Menace. Yeah. Um, that when you attack, uh, you might end up making a goblin. I also had the 5-4 Cyclops that for um, three... Yeah, three red red that you can pay one and sacrifice a creature to deal one damage to something. <laughs> so basically they would make burbs and I would attack with my goblin and they only had O3 defenders. So even if they blocked it, great, like it, they're not ever trading with it. Uh, and so I would attack and then I would use the Cyclops to like sacrifice the goblin that it made shoot the bird and shoot a bird. And it got but it got to the point. So they played the Sentinel, the shield wall thing, went and got their third chaplain at that point. Oh, my God. And made literally eight birds. And it was so close. They attacked me down to one. So I cannot let a single bird through at this point. (laughs) Cannot let even one bird through. Not even one bird of God to hear the good word. (laughs) Exactly. Right. But they also have the problem with this Cyclops that you can sacrifice things and it deals the damage to anything. Yeah, sure. So you can finish them off. So (laughs) I like we get to this point where they have eight birds. I'm at one and I'm like, all right, it's my attack. You just got to swing in with everything. And then they blocked, right? They did all their blocking so that they don't die. (laughs) But it happens in such a way that I'm able to ping down just the rest of the birds. Wow. And so it was like a nail biter. But I like I pulled it out just thanks to the fact that I was making these goblins and had the Cyclops to throw at the birds. That's a great game. It was a very good game of magic. And when I did the pre-release this past weekend, I also had tons of great games. Yeah. Interesting, complicated games. It didn't feel like I had a ton of non-games. Yeah. Overall, what's your feeling of the format so far? Um, I will say I have had some problems with flooding. Um, I've, I've ended up with some games. Like, I, it's so hard. Early on in a format, it kind of feels like I'm getting a sense of, like, how much, like, I feel like this is a format where you need to hit your land drops. Oh, yeah, you That's do. That's definitely been a thing yep. sometimes, but also there's been a little bit of flooding. Um, if you, Here's my takeaway. Here's my okay, early okay, takeaway. Okay, okay, okay. If you are struggling in this format, as I've gone through a couple of cycles of having a little bit of a harder time with this format so far, uh, just draft permanence. That's my tip for you. Yeah. If you are having a hard time, just draft like this is a format where you can actually get away with having two removal spells if the rest of it is solid creatures and permits. Well, we just talked earlier just slap a bunch of about stuff down. the recursion, right? Yeah. Like if you kill their creatures, they don't care. It doesn't matter. Just get them back. So all you need to do is just have more permanents. Yeah. I agree with that. That are bit like that's why that four six that you can cast for like however much, even if what you're casting it for is like five mana. It's still a four six yeah. and you can block for days. The yeah. five five um that's like seven in a red, but it's decreased for the highest power among creatures yeah. you control. Yeah. Very, very like just having f- a five five is good. So that just giant draft draft, draft some creatures. Draft creatures. Draft permanence if you're having a hard time. Um, What's your takeaway? Yeah, I think it's super, super fun. I'm gonna put up in the video version of this show or linked in the show notes a picture of my draft. Oh, excuse me, my sealed deck from Ooh, the pre-release. Yeah. <gasps> Maria, you have two planeswalkers. <laughs> I sure do. I have two oh planeswalkers in my deck. I've got Jaya and Karn. Um, a lot of people, by the way, in our top 10 worst rares video on YouTube, youtube.com slash goodluckai5, yeah. were um, upset that we didn't put Karn on that list. I do actually think that maybe we could have. Well, let me just put it this way. Karn is not the worst thing to play in a game of limited. In constructed, yeah. Karn's probably pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but the reason that Karn's okay is Karn is good in the th- in if we're talking about quadrant theory in magic, which is development, oh, yeah. ahead, parody, and behind. Mm-hmm. Karn's only bad in one of those, which is if you're behind. Okay. It doesn't do anything. 
but he draws you cards. He does draw you cards. So if and you're I, yeah. yeah, if you're stalled out like Megan's like, there's a bunch of permanence happening. Karn's like, well, just pay mana, look at however many cards. Yeah. And I will say I actually did have an opponent who like played Karn on four and had some blockers and then played some blockers and they just ultimated like there was nothing I oh, could do. Wow. And they ultimate, just ultimated yeah. Karn. <laughs> that, and like that's cool. That did the job and it did not take them a ton of turns to do that. Yeah. So needless to say, Jaya is extremely good. Yeah. Card's good. <laughs> Great card. Um, I played a Grixis deck, so I really wanted to play a domain deck, but got talked off the ledge <laughs> and played this Grixis deck instead, yeah. which was, I, I felt very solid. I've got Jaya, I've got Karn, I've got Drag to the bottom as a board wipe yeah, spell to get rid of a nice. bunch of stuff. Uh, lightning Strike, Bone Splinters. I had played Bone Splinters because I had a copy of Micromancer, which lets you go... Ugh. Search up your one mana spell. I love Micromancer. Micromancer is great. That card's good. I kind of wish it was called Micromanager, but <laughs> I also that like really Micromancer because there's um, there's Bone Splinters. But there's also the single blue spell. Shore up. There's Shore up, and there's the one that's single blue to put a card back in their hand, or you can kick it to put it on the bottom of their library. Oh, that card's great. That card is so good, and Micromancer gets it. Yeah, Micromancer. Love that card. My other rare I was playing was Ether Channeler which is the two one that lets you either make a bird, draw a yeah. card, or put something back in their hand. Uh, so just like a solid, solid Grixis deck. Uh, Frost Fist, is that what it said? Oh, Frost yeah. Frost Fist Rider. That card's great. Four, Love four, four, five card. with Ward 2, and it uh, stuns something for mm -hmm. a turn. Love that card. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to Phyrexian Vivisector. Great card. 2-2 two, two from 1 of black. When a creature you control dies, you scry one. Nice. Great card. Good card. Good card. So I, I feel like here we are talking a lot about, oh, sure, I had two Planeswalkers or whatever, but I'm like talking about commons and uncommons that are yeah. like making up this deck. It makes it a solid format. So that makes me think that I've got high, high hopes for Dominaria United Yeah. based around commons, uncommons, cool deck archetypes that aren't quote unquote supported through the color pairs only. Yeah. And not just relying on big, big boom, boom rares to win you the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's a solid format so far. And I'm really looking forward to playing it more. Yeah. And to doing our deep dive next week. Yes. Uh, if you're having a hard time, we'll do a little, a lot more analytics stuff. Yeah. Talk about what cards maybe you should be taking. I've, I've had a ton of fun. Everybody, if you haven't played this, I encourage you to. It seems like it might be an all-timer format. Um, early days, but here I yeah. am. I'm going to go on record and say that <laughs> because I've had so much, so much fun playing it so far. Uh, Dominaria, united. Unite yourself. With to this the, format. With this format. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. It is the moment in our show where we talk about Ultra Pro. And we are holding in our hands some Ultra Pro oversized loyalty dice. Yes. Um, we all we talk a lot about Ultra Pro dice, but that's because dice are, one, an important tool in magic. You just freaking need dice, you need man. Dice. You need dice to roll. You need dice to put on things, like put counters, put loyalty. You need dice. And Ultra Pro makes great dice. These ones are so big. They're really easy to see and read. Uh, they're done with numbers instead of dots. Yeah, so these are specifically to use for your uh, planeswalkers to rec uh, represent their loyalty. Yeah, they also, yeah, they go up to higher than six. Yeah. So they have like one through six dice, but then they also have seven through 12 dice. Yeah, so if you have a planeswalker as your commander, this is a great way to keep track of your loyalty without having to put a bunch of different pip dice on top of yep. your planeswalker, right? That Because that can be kind of confusing for everybody else to understand. Yeah. And for you to reference quickly. So we recommend these for people who are planeswalking with commanders or if you're just playing a planeswalker yeah, in a deck that in you general. love. Yeah. Um, and they also like they also work just for regular like plus one plus one counters and stuff like that. Sure, why not? Though you end up with more than six sometimes. Yeah, like it's helpful to have numbers that go higher. Yeah, and they're in a bunch of different colors. Uh, all the colors of mana are represented yes. in these loyalty dice. So check them out if this is something that sounds interesting to you. What a cool gift for a Magic player too that has everything because these yeah. are really unique. Uh, you can find them at ultrapro.com. You can use the code GL GLHF at checkout for five percent off 5% off use code GLHF save yourself some money get yourself some cool stuff for your magic hobby treat yourself ultra pro ultra pro are you out of town <laughs> are you out of town do you give it up <laughs> uh, you know yeah 
But will we give it up on this show now? Because we're done. Yeah, we're done. That's this episode. We are out of town. We're out of town now until yeah. next episode. <laughs> but we'll be back in town yeah. to answer why the chicken crossed the road. Uh, thanks oh, for hanging man. out. What? Just giving me a new way to think about that joke. I know. Isn't it just what mind bending? Mind bending. You can go your whole life and learn something new. <laughs> You know, like as if this is your whole life this here. This is my whole this is life it. here. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're talking more about Dominaria next week. We've got packs to crack. We've got story to talk about. We've yes. got data to dive into. So much. Yes. And thank you once again to everyone who makes it possible. Everyone who is a patron, please consider becoming one before our next show over at uh, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you to Card Kingdom and to Ultra Pro, our two really wonderful sponsors also making this happen. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming in, listening to our faces, talk to you about chicken jokes and bird religion every single week. Every week. Where (laughs) else are people going to rate for you the most? Most to least religious birds. <laughs> Genuine question. And if you have a case for an animal that's more religious than a bird, we would love to hear it. Yes, I gave my case for lions, but is there one that we're missing? They're very likely I'm could gonna, be. Because I'm going to go home and think about it. I just, yeah. I'm just going to be like, I'll, and tomorrow I'll Which wake up the and most. I'll be like, <gasps> this is a more religious animal. Yeah. Um, Praying mantis. Okay, yes, I get the joke, but, but it's no, not that's religious. A, it was named that. Yeah, it's not. It's that's so. a, That animal also has no God. <laughs> It really, yeah, it has that vibe. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's something unique you could hear at GLHF that you don't yeah. get anywhere else. We didn't have an episode of the upkeep this week because of Labor Day and there was also no news. Um, yeah, because, in part because of Labor Day. Because of Labor Day. But we'll be back next week with the upkeep with some, hopefully some news will have happened. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find well, out. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> or, or not. Or not. But uh, we'll be there to tell you that there's no news you need to know about. Anyway, have a great time, everybody. Being out of town. Being out of town. <laughs> and giving it up. Are you out of town? Never going to give it up. Never, Never going, going to be out, out of town. town. <laughs>